When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time yet again for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. I'm going to interrupt our blissful ignorance uh, for just a little cold whack upside the head as usual. I, maybe we have something wrong here in the hobby. Now, seemingly out of nowhere, the idea of creating, you know, deep, dark, mysterious blackwater aquariums utilizing botanical materials has become a sort of thing. Now, in all fairness, hobbyists have been experimenting with blackwater aquariums for decades. This isn't that new. It's just getting a little more attention. And interestingly enough, I wonder if what we call blackwater squares with the ecological description of what it really is and what characteristics define it. Like, I know you're going, shit, there goes Hellman again. Yep, here we go. I like emphasizing the phrase botanical style aquarium even more than the term blackwater aquarium, although I've used the term, I admit, I've used the two sort of together over the years. No one can argue that what we play with in our little hobby niche is not a botanical style aquarium. It uses botanicals. There's little dispute to that. The whole concept of utilizing these materials to create not only healthy environments for our fishes, but to create aesthetically fascinating, remarkably faithful functioning replications of wild habitats is being given a whole lot of play, a whole lot of new life in the hobby. It's been really amazing so far. Yet, are these tinted tanks blackwater aquariums? Or do we just use the term generically to describe our love of tinted tannin stained water? Regardless, it's an unusual sector of the hobby where a lot of people are starting to play, which is, again, super cool. The idea of blackwater aquariums, or at least aquariums with deeply tinted water, being seen as a you know sideshow curiosity in the hobby is falling away by the wayside. Uh, hobbyists are using these kinds of tanks to keep even fishes which have been with us for decades, and they're achieving remarkable results in terms of health and color and even spawning. And discovering a new aesthetic and a new enjoyment in the process of creating an aquarium, it's, it's been very rewarding. And for almost as long as hobbyists have been playing around with them, there has been confusion, there's been fear, there's misunderstanding and downright misinformation on almost every aspect of botanical style and blackwater aquariums. We're still seeing a lot of that confusion. It's important to really try to understand the most simple of questions, like what exactly is blackwater anyway? Now, a scientist or ecologist will tell you that blackwater is created by water that drains from older rocks and soils. For like example, in Amazonia, look up what's called the Guyana Shield. Now, this drainage results in dissolved fulvic and humic substances present in small amounts um, within suspended sediment and characterized by a lower pH, usually 4.0 to 6.0, and lower dissolved elements, yet higher in some other things like silicates, perhaps. Magnesium, sodium, potassium, and calcium concentrations are typically really, really low in black water. Electrical conductivity is also lower than in so-called whitewater habitats. Tannins, which we know that term, right? Tannins are also imparted into the water by leaves and other botanical materials, which accumulate in these habitats. The action of water upon fallen leaves and other botanical-derived materials leaches various compounds out of them and creates that you know, visual deep, dark tint that many of us are so familiar with. 
Indeed, this leaching process is analogous to boiling leaves for tea, right? That's what happens. The leached compounds are both organic and inorganic, and they include things like tannin, carbohydrates, organic acids, peptic compounds, minerals, growth hormones, alkaloids, and phenolic compounds, all kinds of stuff. In summary, natural black waters typically arise from highly leached tropical environments where most of the soluble elements in the surrounding rocks and soils are rapidly removed by a lot of rainfall, a lot of water movement. Materials like soils are the primary influence on the composition of black water. Leaves and other materials contribute to the process and indeed to the appearance in nature, but they're not the primary drivers of its creation and composition. So right from the start, it's evident that natural black water is all about the soils. Yeah, it's more of a product of geology than just about anything else. Now, it also gets confusing from there because more confusing in recent studies, they've found, they, scientists have found that most of the acidity in black waters can be attributed to dissolved organic substances and not to dissolved carbonic acid, which is what one would think. In other words, organic acids, acids from compounds found in the soil and decomposing plant material, as opposed to inorganic sources. Black waters are almost always characterized by high percentages of organic acids. So knowing what we know from science, does a, quote, blackwater aquarium, as we call it, really contain black water? Or is it another case of the aquarium hobby just sort of running with the easiest definition and basing it off aesthetics over everything else? You know, the water's dark and tinted, it looks different from clear water, so you've got a blackwater aquarium, right? Yeah, well, you can have stupidly hard alkaline and even brackish water, as you know, and have a definite brownish tint imparted by all those tannins from leaves and stuff. Is that blackwater? Well, in the aquarium hobby, it might be, but not to a scientist. However, we don't run our tanks to please the scientific community, right? I get it. They're supposed to be fun and for our enjoyment. Yet, think about this. Nature has rules and characteristics, science, that are unavoidable, which define and influence things, whether we like them or not. Now, then there's me. Uh, like a lot of you, I use straight up reverse osmosis, deionized water in my tanks. I use weird clay and sediment-based substrates and add lots of leaves and twigs and botanicals in my tanks. The water is generally darkly tinted. The pH tends to run in the mid to low sixes and carbonate hardness is minimal. Is it black water? Not by the strict ecological definition. I mean, it has some characteristics of natural black water, but it's not exact. It's a representation of black water characteristics. Okay, you're splitting hairs now, right? Perhaps. Remember, again, blackwater habitats in nature are strongly influenced by geology. As aquarists, we tend to overemphasize the role of leaves and botanicals in creating blackwater because we approach things a bit differently than nature does. In an aquarium, we can use slightly different techniques and materials to achieve, you know, some of the same or similar results that nature does. Now, that's okay. That really is. The, it starts by utilizing water with little to no carbonate hardness. That's sort of equivalent to what you get in nature where the water drains over those weathered rocks and soils, right? So you're doing something sort of analogous, I guess. Yet if you embrace the scientific definition of black water based on its chemical and ionic composition, you just have tan and stained water with lower pH and hardness, not black water by the strict ecological definition, right? It's a semantics thing, isn't it? Likely. And I, I do understand that it's probably not that big a deal. However, it is important for us not to delude ourselves into thinking that just tossing some leaves into an aquarium and admiring the tinted color gives us a blackwater aquarium, you know, instant Amazon, like you see in a lot of these so-called influencer videos on social media that pop up like daily now. 
just sort of mailing it in, you know, by touching on the most superficial aspects of the concept. It's, it's, that doesn't help us. If we throw around ideas like, you know, the tank in this video represents a Blackwater River in Amazonia or some other grandiose pronouncement, we owe it to our audience to either try to explain what this means, what the characteristics of a natural Blackwater habitat are, or why our tank filled with, you know, a lot of aquatic plants, gravel, maybe a few leaves, and water of unspecified chemical characteristics isn't Blackwater. It's perhaps superficially, maybe it mimics some of the aspects of a Blackwater environment it's inspired by. But that's it. And that's okay. But we have a responsibility to our fellow hobbyists to explain this. To not be more accurate in our description about what we do in this sector, to just, you know, cliche it and label any tank with tinted water a Blackwater Aquarium just runs the risk of simply dumbing down what we do and working against the efforts and progress made by so many hobbyists, so many of you, to create proper, replicable, you know, replicable and consistent methodology to creating these botanical-style aquariums. And it displays, quite honestly, a fundamental ignorance of the work of many researchers and scientists who help classify and study these habitats. Get on Google. This stuff is out there. Botanical-style aquariums, tanks which incorporate botanical materials to influence some aspects of the water chemistry and biology. That's what we play with. Many times, the result is an aquarium with water that has a brownish tint, perhaps a slightly reduced pH, and an array of decomposing leaves and seed pods. It's a methodology to create more natural functioning aquariums. It just happens to result in aquariums which look different, perhaps superficially like blackwater habitats. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> I mean, there's no grand omnipotent aquarium terminology and standards committee that's responsible for assuring that a set of agreed upon standards applies in order for an aquarium to be classified as a blackwater aquarium or whatever. Rather, it's the collective responsibility of all of us who play with tanks that seek to replicate this environment to educate ourselves about natural blackwater habitats and not to convince ourselves and others that we're working with something that is a precise replication of them. That doesn't help anybody. Seems like I'm really hopping on an issue that is really not all that important, right? Well, I beg to differ. Not because I'm trying to be an arrogant jerk or shitting on everyone who throws a specific label on their work or any of that kind of usual stuff. It's not because I know everything, because I sure as hell don't. It's because we're at an important inflection point in the aquarium hobby history, where the superficial can easily overtake the substantial, simply because it's easier to say whatever, and because fewer and fewer hobbyists seem to be inclined to research stuff for themselves, rather than relying on that guy online or wherever to be the ultimate authority on whatever he or she is producing a video about. We're putting too much stock in what people say, even what I'd say. Don't, you need to research things independently. Damn, I know I keep coming back to this stuff, don't I? Because I think it's really important that we hold ourselves accountable. It's what will keep the hobby healthy and thriving for many years to come. When somebody brings something that I do to my attention and, and challenges me or says I'm wrong, I, I'm actually happy because maybe I can learn something. I mean, nobody likes getting told they're wrong, but that's part of the fun of growing and learning in the hobby. I've screwed up so many things over the years, made more mistakes, made more misstatements. My blog is so filled with errors and omissions of fact and spelling errors and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? I put it out there. I share with you. I share my mistakes. I share my, my good and my bad. And again, I keep coming back to it because it's what's going to keep this hobby thriving for a long time to come. So does your Blackwater Aquarium actually contain Blackwater? Likely not. At least not the, by the generally agreed upon ecological description used by scientists. However, by the standards which many in the hobby use to define Blackwater, it just might be. And that's not a bad thing, of course. Perhaps the qualifier is 
Blackwater inspired or aquarium hobby defined Blackwater would be admittedly clunky yet reasonably appropriate descriptors to use. Perhaps not. Does it matter? Well, it matters if we're convincing ourselves that we have something that we don't. And if we make these dogmatic statements based largely on assumptions, And it matters most of all to our fishes, whose very lives depend on the quality and diligence we apply to our work. Regardless, we need to enjoy it for what it is, strive to refine and improve it if it's not what we want, and to understand and share what we do have as accurately and honestly as possible, like many of you do. Yet like so many things in nature, the complexity of blackwater habitats is more than what meets the eye. Chemically, biologically, and ecologically, blackwater habitats are a, sort of a weave of interdependencies with soil, water, and surrounding forest all functioning together to influence the lives of the fishes that reside in them. It's pretty cool. No single factor could provide all the necessary components for fish populations to thrive. To damage or destroy any one of them could spell disaster for the fishes and the ecosystem which supports them. It's therefore I don't know, incumbent upon us to understand, to protect, and cherish these habitats for the benefit of future generations. So yeah, blackwater aquariums have started to move out of their long-held status of sideshow and onto the main stage of the freshwater aquarium hobby, attracting new hobbyists not only with their unique aesthetics, but with the promise of tangible benefits for the fishes, which we love so much, and the education that comes with it. It goes way beyond the unique aesthetics. It's about ecology. It's about function. It's about process. And like so many things in the hobby, Patience, understanding, and yeah, responsibility are some of the most valuable ingredients for success. Stay diligent, stay observant, stay creative, stay honest, stay responsible, and by all means, stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.